Episode 25 for February 2008. The Spider-Man Crawlspace.com podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. They offer discounts from 38 up to 75% off cover price of new comics every month. This month's special includes the first issue of Young X-Men for 75% off cover. That $2.99 book is selling for just 74 cents. So feel free to check them out. That's MailOrderComics.com. It's where the Crawl Space staff gets our books, and you should too. Welcome back, webheads, to our February show. I'm your host and webmaster of Spider-Man Crawl Space. I'm Brad Douglas, and I'm happy to have our special guest this month. It's the Marvel editor of the Amazing Spider-Man title, Steve Wacker. Steve, thanks for being our guest this month. Appreciate it. No, no problem, Brad. Thanks for having me. And no problem. And let's introduce the rest of our panel. We've got the uh, the bloodsucker himself, Morbius. <laughs> He's an administrator on the Crawl Space message board. Morb, welcome. I'm excited to be here for this one. And you're on a brand new Windows Vista computer with all of its technical problems, so congrats on that. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like he was on a Vista. <laughs> well, uh, we've also got Spidey Dude on a cell phone from Texas, from SpideyDude.com. Welcome, Spidey Dude. It's the coolest black box you'll ever see on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Spidey Dude website is delayed. Yet again, but hopefully one day we will have. It's not my fault this time. It really is. (laughs) It's not my fault. All right. And also our Spider Yoda, JR from SpideyKicksButt.com. JR, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I try to get a new intro for you every month, JR. You like Spider Yoda? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been called worse. Yeah, there Uh, you go. Believe me. Well, Steve, uh, congrats. You know, your first four issues of Amazing Spider-Man are out. What's it feel like to have the, the work out there after all this build-up to it? Uh, I'm glad it's out. My my mind is so on month six, seven, and beyond that mm-hmm. I, it's hard to it's hard to appreciate it at this, at this point. Yeah. I, I'm, just, uh, I'm just watching the pages of the calendar <laughs> go by way too fast. Yeah. Now, how long have you been working on this storyline? You're, you're talking about how you're working far in advance. I mean, when did this storyline start? We, uh, I mean, we had our first retreat with the talent in December of '06. Uh-huh. Not long after I started at Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in terms of actual pages coming in, it's been probably a little under a year. Wow. I'll be a year next month. Like we got like the first plot from slot in the first McNiven pages in. So December... I am, I am definitely glad it's out. Right. So it's like a year in advance you guys are working on this stuff, right? Uh, yeah. It was it was slow going at first because, you know, you got to... When you're when you're starting off on something like this, you got to make sure you're hitting the right notes. and mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of rewrite writing and just making sure that you got everything per- perfect. Right. Now, um, the, now, how much... I want Since you're working a year in advance, I mean, you probably know what the Marvel Universe is also doing. Do you have to work that into the storyline, too? Are you um, answer? We, uh, you know, as, as I'm sure the, the biggest fans among you remember, originally we were supposed to launch at the end of the summer. Right. Um, 
and uh, you know we saw the way things were going schedule wise and we knew I, I could tell we probably weren't going to hit that launch day uh, because of various things <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, early on I started I tried to do what I had kind of had success doing on a, another book I edited a weekly book at DC mm-hmm. and create kind of a bubble around this stuff right um, just because if, if if we had to time it with all right this scroll thing here or this X thing here, it was all going to fall off the rails pretty quickly. Right. Um, so at least for the first chunk of time here, um, there's a there's a bit of a uh, a bubble around what we're doing in terms of we're not reflecting what's going on this week at the Marvel U- Universe. Mm-hmm. But we'll 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 catch up there probably by the time where we hit the summer. Right. Now what I, w- I just wanted it to be clean. I didn't want it to feel like it was a big crossover. Right. Right to start because we knew this was going to be a big investment for people. Now with working this far in advance, are there like plans already in place? Are you leading up to a spot like Amazing 600? I mean, does that Yeah, yeah, we we're we're roughly planned out uh, up to 600. Wow. We have an idea of what we want to do there. That's next that's next next summer. So, summer 210. 2010? Summer 09. 09, okay. Gotcha. Um, uh-huh. I, I think I wrote it in one of the recent letter columns. Like, I think it hits in June or July. I went and counted. Right. Now, that's that's assuming I can get these books out every week for the next <laughs> year and a half. Well, it sounds like you've got a year and a year run on it so far. I mean, it's, there shouldn't technically or hypothetically be a delay. I wouldn't I would hope uh, so. That is certainly my public face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my private one, you know, every, every time we solicit a month and there's three issues out of my drawer, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I'm just terrified. I just, I, I've been a part of these things for so long now that I'm just in a constant state of fear. Well, let's let's talk a bit about your history. Uh, by talking to you through email, I found out that you grew up about 30 miles away from I did, where I did. I grew up in Festus, Missouri. Oh yeah, yeah. And you, you grew up around the South County area, and, and well, yeah, I, I was actually a bit of a mud. My mom yeah. was a, a a bit of a a, ro- a roamer, but I I grad I, I went my sophomore and junior years of high school uh, in High Ridge, Missouri. Uh huh. And, and I and I noticed I, that in the letter columns this year. Some yeah. you said High Ridge, Missouri, in the letter columns. I'm like, I know where that is. <laughs> now, and how, then uh, oh, go I, ahead. I graduated from a different high school in St. Louis, uh-huh. South County. Now, now you gotta. I gotta ask, how did a kid from South County, Missouri, end up at Marvel? Because I'm a kid from Festus, Missouri, and he didn't end up at Marvel. Yeah, well, <laughs> how did you, how did you get to New I York? Paid off the right people. <laughs> I had uh, I had been working in New York as an actor, mm-hmm. and I started doing the superhero show that I had written. Oh wow! And um, it had been you know I got I, I it was hardly a success. It was but it was enough of go, going on where people heard about it. Uh, and some editors from D.C. started coming to the show, and eventually they offered me an assistant editor job. Wow. And then, uh, uh, you know, eventually I started talking to Marvel. I, I worked on JLA Aven- Avengers. I was an assistant editor on oh, that wow. book, and I got to know Tom Brevoort. Mm-hmm. And we just kept in touch through the years. Now, you've piqued my interest. What's this? Is it a play, the superhero show? What is that? Yeah, it was It was a play. Mm-hmm. It was, a you know, it was had music in it. It was... The audience would make up superhero names, and <laughs> that's awesome. And, uh, you can imagine the kind of names. Captain that Pazimism. Come up. What, What's that? What did you say, Spidey Dude? Captain Pazimism. I just thought of <laughs> random. Sorry. What's some interesting superhero names people threw out? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it was a lot of fart jokes. Many turned to the audience. 
<laughs> if they just want to hear someone say the word fart. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Art man. You know, we had man, man, woman was one one of them, and she had the power to turn into a man. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. So, so how do, so how does that qualify you to be an assistant editor? <laughs> yeah. You know, it might it might not. I'm waiting for someone to call me on it. Um, That's awesome. I uh, I was well, I was working as an assistant editor at the Associated Press in the sports oh, department. Okay. There. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, but. I wasn't really text editing. I was more like stats editing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I BS my way into this job, and every, every day I'm sure someone's going to f- find out. Yeah. Now, have you been a Spider-Man fan your whole life? I mean, did you pick up uh, books as a kid of Spider-Man? Yeah. Tell me a bit about yeah. that. What was your What was your first impression of the character? When When did you first get introduced to him? The first one, the first Spidey books I really had and invested in were those uh, pocket books. When they started, rep- this is in the late 70s, I guess. They started reprinting from Amazing from uh, Amazing Number One. Mm-hmm. You remember those things? They were just pocket-sized I, books. They were in they were in color reprints. I, I, I've got them. Oh, you've got them, Thank Jr. You. There you go. Yeah, I've got them. <laughs> they and they're this. I, I look at those things now as an adult. I've gone back and found them on eBay, and those are the smallest damn things. <laughs> I don't know how I read that thing. <laughs> Uh, you can barely make it all out because Stan packs so many words in every panel. So I, I had three or four volumes of those. Yeah. Um, and I just I, I read them until the covers fell off. Yeah. Um, and then I must have started reading the book regularly around. Um, uh, oh Christ, for the life of me, I can't remember. It's around issue two twenty. It's a Frank Miller, a Frank Miller cover of Pete in Jail. Oh, two, amazing two nine, oh, yeah. amazing two nineteen. It's two nineteen. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I started picking it up around then, and you know, I stayed on till about the time uh, McFarlane came on. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of missed the whole clone saga. <laughs> I did. Oh, I, I was yeah. working at a I was working at a comic store at the time that stuff was go- going on in, in Los Angeles, uh-huh. and I would look at it. But uh, I, I find books from that era, not just the Spidey books, but comics in g- general, for the most part, just are just so gaudy to look at. Yeah. I can't make out what's going on on a page. You know, occasionally there's a John Romita Jr. story in there, and I can, I can lap it up. But mm-hmm. the, the coloring hurts my eyes. The, the lettering hurts my eyes. Right. It, it, it was as if <laughs> everyone discovered computers the same day. <laughs> <laughs> now, is Spider-Man your favorite character, or how does he rank? Is he in your top five, or? Uh, he's top two. Okay. Uh, Spidey and the Flash. Okay. Were always my. My uh, favorite character, followed very closely right. by uh, the Shogun Warriors, <laughs> or, or Camp Candy. Yeah. <laughs> Camp Candy's up there. <laughs> now, what, what, Planet Terry is up there. Oh too. wow! How about Top Dog from Star Comics? Sir? Very nice. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna hit some Star Triv Jimmy here, Fraggle Rock. Oh, uh, Peter Pork. Yeah, you Mupp- better recognize Muppet Babies, if you will. <laughs> Heathcliff. Oh, I'm not going to be the last one to say one. Um, <laughs> strawberry shortcake. There you go. All right, you win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, um, was was Amazing your first Marvel work? I mean, with, with the exception of the JLA Avengers team up, was Amazing your first Marvel? Work? Yeah, I, I started. They, I got a, I got handed a bunch of books right when I got to Marvel. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I'd been doing. I did the last few issues of Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man. Okay. Uh, with Pete, Peter David, or as I call them, the good ones. 
Um, I did. Uh, I'm do. I have a book coming out now called Captain Marvel. Very good uh, book. I've been reading that. Lee Weeks is one of my favorites. Has been for a long time. He is a genius. I agree. I wish he would I've be on Amazing. Gets thrown around a lot, but he is a genius. I, I wish he'd be one of the artists on Amazing. He's just been an underrated artist, in my opinion. We've talked about doing some Spidey stuff. So awesome. We got to get through through this book first, but I, I'd be open to working with Lee on anything. Awesome. He's fantastic. Now, what's your role in the Spider titles? What does a Marvel Spider-Man editor do? What, what's your daily job entail? Um, yeah, ask 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 that question about any different book, and you get a different answer because <laughs> every requires such different levels of of uh, of of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm mostly in, the thing I really focus on most is the sk- schedule. Mm-hmm. And keeping, making sure there's always somebody working on something, because uh, sto- story stuff we have a, we have a lot of chefs involved. Right. Um, You've got so I don't need to fret about that so much. Right. You know, but you know, and, and Brevoort's involved too. Tom Brevoort looks over the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So he's he's really the guru of the thing. I, I'm just coming in to make sure that it gets out every week. Right. So Brevoort um, is your boss, and Cusada is his boss. Is that how it works in the? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, Tom. Tom is an executive editor. I don't know some title, <laughs> senior executive something. I have no boss idea. man number two. <laughs> yeah, he and, he and Axel Alonso and Ralph Macchio, who's been there uh, since the 1800s. Uh, <laughs> the Marvel, the Marvel of, caveman drawings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think he hired Stan. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> But uh, they, they, I think, report directly under Joe, and then all of us other editors are kind of satellites around okay. Axel or Tom or Ralph. Okay. So, I, happen to, I happen to orbit around Tom. So you coordinate the four writers and the even more artists into one uh, schedule. You turn in a script here. You turn in a script here. Is that how it works, sir? Uh, that's how it works, ideally. Okay. When you're doing something, when you're working in a creative sort of thing it can never be that rigid right um you know they i everyone has a everyone knows what they're supposed to do and inevitably you know it can't come in on the day you need, need it right i need to think ahead and make sure i know that so i've actually told them a i'm gonna i'm gonna reveal everything now right i've told them a date that's actually a week earlier than i needed oh <laughs> you know i don't know if you're now they know. i don't know if you're now they know so you just screwed up spider-man <laughs> I don't know if you're a Star Trek fan, but you sound like Mr. Scott with the engines. He always <laughs> extends the deadline of how long it would take to fix the Enterprise, and then he divides it by that two. Yeah, that's Mr. Scott's thing. And Star- I only know the uh, the movie with Mr. Rourke. Oh, Rathacon. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> I've never heard of him referred to as Mr. Rourke when you talk about Star Trek. He's always con. <laughs> I did just see the... Uh... Harlan Ellison one too. Oh, the uh, city. They go back in time. City on the edge of forever. That's a good one too. Yeah, John Collins gets hit by a car. No doubt. And it wasn't Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I would guess since this book is coming out three times a month, it's a little bit different than a once a month book. I mean, is it like wrangling cats with this many writers and artists in one pot? Yeah, it, it is. I, when I started on the other weekly book I'd wor- worked on, I kind of thought it was just going to be like four different monthly books and. Mm-hmm. You know, I can handle about, I don't know, eight or nine steady books. So it just seemed like, all right, I'll do these four books and four others. But because of the coordination, and at, at least for me, I mean, Brevoort has a photograph. Uh, 
I have the opposite of a photographic me- memory. So I have to read things five or six times. You have an etch-a-sketch memory. <laughs> I really do. It's a race. Um, so a lot of my time is spent, um, you know, just d- double-checking and triple-checking things. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not really like just a monthly book because so many every page that comes in affects some other page down the line. Right. And I've got to make sure another artist has it or another writer sees it or this matches what we did before. Mm-hmm. And there have certainly been mistakes so far, and they and they drive me crazy. Yeah. Um, but you know, at least try to keep them to a minimum. Right. Now, is a mistake somewhere down the road, or is it something you can alter, or has it already been printed? Or is it? Um, Let me see. Most of it's catchable down the road. I'm trying to think of anything so far. Um, Some of it's stuff that's just out of your hands. I wasn't crazy with the printing job of the issue that just came out. Oh, the Guggenheim one. But yeah, uh, yeah, but there's something I can do to affect that. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of the luck of the draw on the print printer. There's a character earlier, early on that we've seen that I wish I'd put a beard on. Yeah, for reasons that you'll never know, but <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. You know, I just didn't think of it at the time. Yeah. Um, is it, uh, who, who, who is this character? It's Peter Parker. It's <laughs> <laughs> so you want you want to see a uh, beard stubble come out of the, underneath the mask? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. Is that because Brevoort has a mandate of more beards in Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. The, the infamous beard memo. <laughs> nice. Imagine that's what we did all the. Yeah. Can, can you? Um, no, there's just you know we have we have so many waspy white guys running around oh, our cast. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had thought to differentiate a couple of them a little bit more. Yeah. Can you name the char- um, and character? Facial hair is an easy about? way to do that. What you say? Can you name the character who you're talking about, or do you you don't have to if you don't want to? But uh, I'd rather not. Okay. All right. Um, I guess my. Are you going to give him what facial hair in like a couple of weeks? You know, I actually thought about can can we get through a couple of months where we like, we see stubble one month, oh, and then it's a little longer. But I figured it out. It's Aunt May. It's Aunt May, <laughs> or as she'll soon be known, Uncle May. Uncle May. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see weekly how Aunt May ch- changes into a man. Okay. <laughs> I, Mike, I guess my next question is about this. The devil always has a twist. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the price Peter had to pay for the deal with the devil. <laughs> Facial hair on his aunt. <laughs> Talk about, about the Spider-Man Brain Trust meeting. I, I hear you guys just uh, had that a few weeks ago. What, what's that like? It, um, it's, uh, I guess, just what you'd imagine. We all sit in a room. Yeah. We talk about, you know, I uh, I come in with a list of five or six things I'd like to get accomplished in terms of planning out the st- story. But it ends up being as basic, you know, you got a big pad of paper on the wall. Mm-hmm. You talk about everything we've done so far. Uh, everybody has their own ideas of what they'd like to do. They come in, uh, they bring their own stories in, and you start trying to just fit everything together. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. It's exactly what people think comic book editing is. But it's it's so seldom this thing you rarely get a chance to do this kind of stuff because right. um, it's just ideas flowing around a t- table. Right. I hear I hear slot ha- just has them come out like a machine gun is what I hear. Slot walks in with <laughs> a book, you know, a journal, and they're all ragged, and he has a paper sticking out of it and shit. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> and he just starts, you know, these ideas have clearly been in his head since he was eight years old, and he's finally got an audience. <laughs> That's for awesome. I read in the recent Wizard magazine that Slot around his apartment has post-it notes of things to do. Of that's funny. One of the post-it notes is you should be. Are you working or are you surfing? And that one's on his computer monitor. <laughs> he used to be a big video game guy. Yeah. And uh, an editor at some point, I think, took his video game away. Oh from man, that's that's like torture. I always wanted to do. I was. I used to work with him when I worked at DC uh-huh. with Dan and. I always wanted to go grab his Xbox, <laughs> throw it out the window, because he's just so good. Any moment he's not riding is like, yeah, I don't know, it's a missed opportunity for the universe. <laughs> or well, what, what's um, the reaction has been pretty uh, hot and heavy on the the uh, debate on one more day and uh, the post brand new day. What, what what's your reaction from it? I've never seen message boards on every site just talking about Spider Man so much. I mean, that's got to be a good thing that they're talking about it at least. Uh, yeah, the talking about it's great. I mean, I, I wish, I certainly wish some people weren't so openly hostile and angry, but I, I get it. Yeah. That's part of the fun of this. I, I, the message board stuff has never bothered me much because, A, I came fr- from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I used to talk on, about comics on the internet all the time. Yeah. And B, that's kind of the, that, as far as I'm concerned, someone pays their two ninety nine, and that's what they get to do. They get to bitch, they get to moan, they get to love yeah. it. And they get to do it all pu- publicly. I got no problem with that. It's the uh, the amount of mail we've been getting to the Spider-Man email address has been huge. I've never been a part of anything that got this much mail. Yeah. Um, and you know, I know that no one's going to believe this, um, but it has been overwhelmingly positive in terms of the email we've been get- getting. Wow. It's not to say there haven't been negative emails. There have been plenty of negative emails too, but. Right. We, we're getting, I don't know, probably 30, 40 a day. And I, 75% of them are positive emails. Sometimes they're positive with, look, I didn't like how you got here, but I like this comment. Right. I, you know, I see that this is a good sp- spidey. So, you know, they're that kind of, and, and there are some that, you know, someone has, uh, had one veiled threat, <laughs> one desperate plea to fire. Me. <laughs> and, and a lot of Viagra ads, the rest of them. <laughs> a lot of Viagra ads. <laughs> Now, how much? How much does this? Those are all from Spidey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa! Hey, hey, well, he hey. does work in retail. He's kind of hard up, though. Anyway, <laughs> I'd go to the parlors to get fans. Go to get your plenty of it if you want. <laughs> now, how much does it? I like the way you put the uh, the exclamation point in Viagra. So I don't know what it really is about. <laughs> <laughs> Man, now, how much does this online imp- uh, comment impact you? I mean, are you like, oh, we shouldn't do that? It'll piss off X, Y, Z. Um, well, that kind of that kind of conversation never ha- happens. Right. Um, you know, sometimes people are just so angry and ridiculous that it is. It's laughable. In the same way that you read something on the Internet, you read something on a message board where someone's just so on the fainting couch mm-hmm. and they're just being so over the top that it's hard to take them seriously. Right. I, in, in terms of the people who make cogent arguments, I get where people are coming from. I get why people are fr- frustrated. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that they are. I, I just take it at face va- value. I assume they're really that upset. Right. Uh, you know, I wish they weren't, but I, I, there's not much I can do about mm-hmm. how someone f- feels except make the comic I'm working on good. One thing I've liked that I've read in interviews with you before is, you know, you really didn't have a say in the one more day with the deal with the devil. You're in charge of the new stuff. I mean, you you really yeah. didn't have a, 
was, have a, a, a say in what happened before you. Right. So, I mean... Uh, that, yeah, that was all done. That was all presented to me my first day. Yeah. I, and I've heard, I had heard just in terms of the the backwater of comic book editorial gossip, I, I'd heard of these plans for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It had been ru- rumored for a while. I don't think publicly, but we all knew about it at DC. Right. Um, and then it was mm-hmm. all, you know, Joe sat me down the first day with Tom and told me the whole spiel of, of what they were going to do and uh, where I was pick, picking it up. I... I and I just, this is just my personality. I tend not to dwell on what came before. I just kind of fi- figured out what the lay of the land was that I was picking the books up at right. and focused on making those good. And, and if you're Joe Cusada, I mean, we talked a bit about this in the last podcast about how, you know, you can critique something but not be mean-spirited about it and call for people's jobs and call him the devil, etc. I mean, how do, how... I don't know if people, I don't know if you can do that about Joe. <laughs> Joe brings out the anger. He really does. I mean, is he having a hard time with it, or or is the Spider-Man office having a hard time with such the mean-spiritedness aimed at you? Um, I think in terms of, I think Joe's used to it by now. He seems pretty Teflon about the whole thing. Right. I don't, you know, and again, I know there's a segment of people that will never be convinced, and that's just the way it is. Um, No one, at least unless they're putting on a big show for me, Mm -hmm. no one did this lightly. Right. No one said, screw everyone, this is what we're doing, meh. You know, it was, it was conversation after conversation, and, you know, it's, it's hundreds of email chains have been involved, and to the point where I'm just sick mm-hmm. of it. Um, you know, this was a lot of conversation, and people knew the risks, mm-hmm. and being all, you know, all the, all the problems with the story people have brought up online, there's nothing in there that wasn't discussed, and the, the decision was either changed on a certain aspect, or it was, it was accepted that there were going to be people that were angry. Well, kind of talk a bit about the decision to take Peter back to basics. You know, why do you think it helps the character in the long run, to, uh, making him a little bit younger? Um, <laughs> I, let me approach the question from a little different okay. angle because I, I don't know if it ultimately helps or hurts, or I, you know, I can't see in the future like that. I think, I think it's, I think there's a reason that you only. There's only one place outside of comics you've seen a married Peter Parker. What's that? That's in the, com- that's in the comic strip. Oh, in the okay, strip. gotcha. Every time you see him, it's that classic mode. Um, and comics, at least as long as I've been reading them, um, you know, with the major char- characters, the, the pendulum swings one direction for a while. And sometimes it's 20 years. Yeah. And it swings that way, and a, a character is you know, really gone off a path. Hal Jordan or Green Lantern is another example I guess people mm-hmm. use. And it goes one way for a while until it doesn't. These things always come back to the center. They come back to the classic modes that work. <clears throat> it's a little more difficult with a Marvel character because there has been this attempt to make it as linear as possible since 1961. Right. And when those things happen, I think it's harder for people to accept. Um, but I... I like Peter Parker. I like Sp- I like Peter Parker more than I like Spider Man. If I can make a weird differentiation, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a difference. Um, you know, I, the, the idea of trying to make the book about Peter Parker is really what appealed to me right away. Because um, it had been about Spider Man for a long time, at least to my point of right. view. Um, so you know, I think people recognize this classic. Set, set up, right. and I think you'll discover as you you know if 
if anyone who's been reading Spidey for years who's promised to quit the book, if any of them manage to stick around somehow, <laughs> I think you'll find that less has been changed than many people think has been changed. Okay. That's does that answer your question? That, that, that pretty much sums it up. I agree. I, I, I think an amazing... I, I, I was trying to avoid getting into a whole, is it better to be married or not be yeah. married debate, because that debate's been had so many no times. Doubt. I mean, I, I think in the last, I'd say, 10 years, I think Spider-Man, I mean, Peter Parker has pretty much taken a back seat in the Amazing Spider-Man title. I think it's the last big Peter Parker event to happen in Amazing was Aunt May finding out. I mean, it's it's mainly been Spider Totem, it's been Goblin Kids, all that stuff. But and the the yeah. supporting cast mainly was in the Friendly Neighborhood book, and from what I remember, in the last couple of years. So, yeah. well, especially those last few Friendly Neighborhood issues, the really good. Right. Ones. <laughs> well, I'm going to turn the ones you did. <laughs> yeah, the ones you did. <laughs> the ones you did. We, we did. Uh, we we made a, a a purposeful decision in the first issue of Brand New Day. We got. I think the letters from people, angry letters, people thinking we didn't realize we were do, doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, the, the biggest argument we had about Brand New Day, the beginning, the opening issue was, can we do a whole issue where we don't see Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. And I thought Dan and McNiven pulled it off beautifully. Because aside from Peter, he's about to change at one point, and you can hear the music about to swell. <laughs> um, but he, he doesn't change. Um, and we thought if we can get through a, an entire issue of just make That'll, without seeing Spider-Man, it'll really set our course that this book is about Peter Parker now. Well, that's pretty much all my questions. We're going to hand it over to JR. JR's got a few. JR? Okay. Um, I think I've, I've really just got one because, uh, I know we have a, a lot of, uh, the other two guys have some questions and then we have the message board. But, um, I mean, there's been a lot of debate about the, uh, the comics audience, uh, aging, uh, over time. And uh, I was wondering, does does Marvel have an ideal demographic uh, that it is trying to appeal to, uh, and, and and I guess specifically to Spider Man, since so that's the title you're editing. Is there is there a certain group that you're specifically trying to reach? Wait, what's uh, the, what's 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 the debate? Here? Is the debate whether or not people age? The uh, the the comics audience as a whole has been growing older on average over time. Yeah, uh, and uh, there's been a lack of uh, there's been a lack of uh, younger people to uh, to I guess to uh, supplement uh, uh, those of us old folks who keep reading and reading. And I was I was just wondering is particularly in looking at these changes, is there an ideal demographic that you're trying to appeal to? Uh, are you are you specifically trying to appeal to like a um, you know 15 to 20 demographic or um, you know or, or early teens or low uh, early 20s, is there something specifically you're trying to reach? Um, I have never in my career been involved in a conversation like that at work about what the demographic is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I can't say that they don't happen, maybe somewhere in an office somewhere else above me. But you know, with Spider-Man, really the only thing we're trying to do is tell Spider-Man stories that we think people will like, either new readers or old re- readers. I will say to the general point, because um, this conversation does come up a lot, are, are readers getting older? Where are we going to get new re- readers from? And this this debate among people in comics, either as fans or as professionals, if you look back at the Comic Journal in 1978, people are lamenting that no kids are re- reading comics <laughs> anymore. Um, it's just 
and it's always the older people who are sure that the companies are stupid and they don't know what they're doing and only only I can have this vision that young people should be re- reading comics. I think what's happened is that the demographic of people that are reading comics has grown so wide now. Yeah. It's I mean it's I saw a 55-year-old woman <laughs> on a train reading the 300 hardcover. Wow. On a train here in New York. And that's a big hardcover. <laughs> And that is a friggin' comic book, and I was stunned what I was looking yeah. at. Um, this was a, she was probably older than 55. She looked like a grandma between you <laughs> and me. I hope she's not. Um, <laughs> well, maybe she, maybe but, she should take an omnibus for security measures on the train. That's not a bad <laughs> idea. For, okay. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't think there are as few kids reading comics as we all think that there are. Um, I think we can always do better. You know, I'm glad we have a line, a couple lines of books aimed directly at kids, uh, and we are very active trying to get books into li- libraries. Um, but I, I and I think that's something that Marvel does better than some of the other comic book co- companies, yeah. um, because they've aimed these things both around superheroes and around uh, classic literature too. Yeah, um, which makes it easier to get into schools and stuff. So. Uh, I have never had a conversation in terms of the books I'm editing, what demographic to reach. You know, I know I'm editing Sp- Spider-Man so that there's a very good chance that a kid's going to pick up that book, and I try to be ca- careful about that. But I also know that a 45-year-old guy is going to have to find something to enjoy here, right. too. And we, we've so kind of had this... That's kind of where the folks... We've had this is. debate a little bit, a few podcasts ago, about the accessibility of comics. When we were kids, you could go to the spinner rack and pull one off as an impulse buy. And now you kind of have to search out a comic book a little bit more. They're, they're in the bookstores and they're, the trade paperbacks for Spider-Girl are in the schools, but as far as an Im- impu- impulse buy, it's not as prevalent as it used to be in the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, well, definitely comics, you know, for all, for sundry reasons of pricing are not in all the places that we pick them mm-hmm. up at. But, uh, kids, I hate speaking so broadly about kids today because A, it makes you sound really <laughs> old. And B, it makes you sound really old. <laughs> but, uh, unlike us, kids today are on the internet. Right. And you can get comics on the internet. Mm-hmm. You can see comics. They might not be Marvel comics. But kids know how to read comics. Right. Um, I I haven't been, and I'm again, I'm not dismissing. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I haven't. I deal with kids a lot, and I haven't come across a kid who can't find a comic who wants to read a comic. It may not be my comic, mm-hmm. which bumps me <laughs> out. Um, but there's there's a wider range of comics out there than ever. Yeah, there's a lot out there. Jr. Anything else for Steve? Uh, yeah, one more question. Okay. Um, the last uh, few years, there've, there've, um, in, at Marvel, there have been these major events. Uh, you've got civil, you know, Skrull invasion coming up this year, Civil War, uh, and House of M, and uh, you, and then the regular titles tend to have to work around these events and fit what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, is that something that's is going to continue with Spider-Man, or are you going to be able to? I don't want to say isolating because you really can't. But uh, are are are, is, are your writers going to be able to pretty well set his direction, and uh, you know pretty well keep what's going on 
keep what's going on in his title with minimum interference uh, with with these uh, mega events? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Yeah, the answer to your question is a is a quick yes. We're we're planned out far enough. You know, we might do some spidey things, but it, in terms of the scroll stuff, because we had a couple cool ideas floating around, but it would be in a separate t- title. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wouldn't be a necessity. Um, but in terms of the regular story that's going on, and amazing, we're planned out far enough. I, I got to say, on this topic too, just as a si- side thing, I've, I've I've never coordinated one of these giant things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones I have been involved in, the uh, I, I think the the vision that fans have is that the the editor of whatever book that is comes in and says, "You're doing two issues, and this is what's happening." Ba 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 ba, and then the creator the the writer or the artist you know runs and cries and has to fit their sto- story around and i'm not i don't mean to suggest those events haven't ha- happened you know but the ones i've been involved in it's always been uh uh voluntary right now most people decide to volunteer because they know that oh my sales will shoot shoot up 20% for a couple months and people will try out my book right. um but you know, even in terms of the scroll stuff, it it was presented at least from Brevoort that I saw as not a mandatory buy-in. You can do this if you want. Here's here here are the rules. Here are the pieces we need, and if you want to do it, you'll have to adhere to these rules. But if you don't, that's fine. So kind of like with House of M, if there's going to be a Spider-Man title of of uh, the Scroll Invasion, it's going to be like Scroll Invasion Spider-Man for three issues limited series or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I wasn't here for House of M. I don't. Did any of the stuff tie into the regular books? Uh, or was no, any series? There was House of M. Spider Man. It was a limited series, is what I remember. I remember that. Uh, yeah, but it never really was mentioned yeah. in the main books, which was kind of a gripe from the fans. So it's kind of the dichotomy of what they use. Oh yeah. You you you'll get mentions in Sp- Spider Man. Like you will get little asides mm-hmm. in the regular book of stuff going on in the world, but you won't. I, at least you know as a you know, today, February 10th, mm-hmm. you're not going to get a actual crossover issue like, okay. like that. Okay. Unless, unless <laughs> I, I just want Beard on Spider-Man and Aunt May. That's all I want. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Make that a four-issue limited series with a with a top dog crossover, please. What a perfect way to celebrate his 40. <laughs> there you go, right. top dog baby. Uh, Jr. Anything else? I'll move on to more. If there's any. Okay. No, that's more. All I have. What, what are, Thanks, what are your questions? Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead with two. There's a bunch of stuff I'd like to ask, but we've got a crap load of message board questions. Yep. So, uh, first one. If, let's say I never make it in to write it myself, <laughs> can I reasonably expect to see Morbius again within my lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be a Morbius yes. question. <laughs> it's got to be. Are... Let's face it. <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. Oh, Morbius is... Do you actually have plans, or you just like him? Uh, no, yes, there are Morbius plans at Marvel. Oh, wow. All right, well, that's exciting. Wow. Um, question number two doesn't relate to comics at all. Um, when you first uh, contacted Brad, you gave him a little note with a piece of preview art that he put up on the board. And in this note, you said... I was listening to the last couple podcasts over Christmas and really enjoyed them. I don't know which guy it is. One of them speaks in a way that actually sounds like lying down. The question is, which guy is that and what does that mean? 
Uh, I'm pretty sure it was JR. <laughs> I thought it might be. And there's just such a calming lethargy to his voice. Uh, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to take a nap and cuddle up. Well, my, my, my wife will say there's a, a certain lethargy, but not just to my voice, but to just about everything else. About it. That's why you need that. That's why you need that Viagra. Head. I, I think Steve uh, just hit on oh, Jr. No. <laughs> I'm I'm married, so that's that stuff never enters the question. It's, uh, it's 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 mostly about doing things around the house and. Uh, and uh, taking care of uh, my yeah. children. Uh, they become my children when they do something wrong. So. <laughs> That's classic. Well, while we're on the same lines of what Morbius just asked, we were talking about maybe a special guest tonight, too. Who were we thinking of, Steve? Oh, I was going to uh, try to get Brevoort on oh. and let you guys just bitch oh. <laughs> Well, I, I wonder why he turned down the invitation, if we were just going to bitch at him. <laughs> no, it, it got, you know, I, I didn't know how this was done, if it was recorded or if it was a short bit. Uh, and then once I realized it was like, it was going to be a significant amount of time, mm-hmm. I just figured out, ah, let him do his own. <laughs> okay. Let him do his own thing. If you can get him. <laughs> I just wanted someone to take the bullets for me. Or, or, to, or to inevitably one of these questions is, oh, Mr. Spider Editor, what happened in Spider-Man number 122 if you're so smart? <laughs> And I don't remember. Yeah. And there was a hostess fruit pie <laughs> ad. Next question. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted someone there who could field it for me. JR, what happened in Spider-Man number 122? <laughs> I think everybody knows the answer to that yeah. question. <laughs> Norman Osborn got, he died and got better. <laughs> Morb, any other questions for Steve? Uh, no, I think now that I, I've got Morbius on the horizon. Is Morbius going to be in the Amazing Spider-Man title, or is it going to be a separate so, title? That I'm not okay. going to answer. Okay. I, I tried for you, Morbius. <laughs> I appreciate it. I know my Okay. Team. Spidey Dude, what's your questions for Steve? Well, the thing is how he asked about Morbius. I, got, I guess i got to ask about, about Ben Riley, but I think the chances of that are, having, are about as it is never. But <laughs> I might as well. Is Ben Riley going to make an appearance... At any point in Spider-Man, in within the next couple of years, um, there's nothing planned right now. Okay, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine. And I don't want to close yeah. the doors. Like I said, oh, we're no. only rough, we're only roughly planned through six hundred, six hundred. Um, uh-huh. But you know, we certainly know that the character's out there as a as a toy to play play mm-hmm. with. We don't have anything okay. specific right now. The oh, door, okay. the door's oh. not closed to him appear, appearing. Oh, cool. Well, that that makes me feel a little better. Because <laughs> I always, oh, you always, you always were under the assumption that nobody ever wants to mention that that uh, that. Yeah, I mean, there were there, <laughs> there are aspects of the story that he was introduced, and in I'd rather not mention again. But we're not yeah. going to explicitly contradict yeah. it. Okay. And I, I know yeah. a lot of people have have love for that character in a way that, frankly, I don't. But I I recognize that people do. Um, so mm-hmm. he's definitely worth trying to see what we can come up with. But that's okay. that's. that's you, you just made two of the members of the show very happy with the Ben Riley door not being shut and Morbius <laughs> coming in somewhere. <laughs> oh, wonderful! If I can just do something for uh, you, Brad, um, I'll. Uh... Uh, can you get Steve Ditko back? I would love that. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> I can go. I can go to his house. That's already been done. <laughs> <laughs> 
I see him using using his pages as cutting boards and be crying <laughs> the entire time. What else you got, Spidey but, dude? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, this is completely unrelated to Spidey, but you mentioned you were a sports editor. You did stats, so you probably are a sports guy. Are, are what 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 sports do you like? Um, I'm not I'm not a huge sports guy actually. I always think my wife is very lucky because I don't play golf and I don't watch football every sun, Sunday. I'm I'm a big baseball uh, fan though. I like uh, right. I like the Cardinals a lot. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's really that's really the big thing I fo- follow. When I started doing sports, I had to I had to learn a ton of stuff because I I could not give two shits about <laughs> hockey, maybe tennis. <laughs> College basketball, yeah, I don't, I just don't yeah. care about any of that stuff, which kind of um, made me good, which kind of made me good for the job, because I didn't, yeah, bring any, I didn't bring any personal, yeah, pa- you're, unbi- you're unbiased, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah very much so. Well, you're in the majority as far as not giving a crap about hockey, because ever ever since they lost an entire season, I don't think half the population yeah. knows there still is a hockey out there. Yeah. What, 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 hockey, what, um, and all the Canadian friends you have are just bawling their eyes out the entire time. Yes. When we're asking, what's, well, hockey, what's that? Um, <laughs> alright, and this is, I know, I know you don't want to think about this, but this is a hypo, strictly hypothetical. <laughs> do you, uh, do you have guys, like, uh, like, in, in the case of Spy Girl 51, it was a fill-in issue by, by Sean McKeever, or, and uh, do you guys have those planned out? Like, can I kind of tie in? They're just simple filling issues, just in case you guys get slightly derailed a week or something uh, like that. Yeah, no, we we I have uh, we have uh, several. Uh, uh, I, we tend to call them evergreen sto- stories, um, where they can be where they can be slot, slotted yeah. in. And what we what we tend to do is leave a little bit of room in those issues, so. We can fit them in and still have a little bit of room for uh, uh, sub subplots okay. and stuff, so that ideally you would never even know it, it was planned like that. Does that make sense? Okay, well, that makes yeah, does make that makes perfect sense. So, I just wanted to, I was just kind of curious on that. And uh, my my last question before I let the message board guys sure. handle stuff, uh, because you were you edited Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man. Uh, issue 23 has a special meaning to me, but uh, do you will we see any of the, the lingering plot threads that may or may not have been there carry over in the brand new day, or is it like everything changed from from one more day to where those plot threads will not get resolved, possibly? Um, you'd have to be a little more specific. Well, I mean, well, what we know, like we know, like with issue 23, Jonah finds out, punches his face. Uh, like um, one plot that I was thinking of was uh, the Mysterio uh, was talking about his superiors when he was talking to, uh, I guess, the other. And we just really, it was kind of ambiguous, and we didn't really understand who his, technically his superiors were. I guess you could assume it had been Mephisto, but but uh, is, is, is that going to be is that going to be resolved? Well, we just see more equipment back and all that. Uh, is the continuity continuity going to be the same like with equipment back and? And uh, what's the third mystery? I can't even remember his name. Uh, the answer to that part of the question is yes. Continuity is okay. the same. There are, okay. you know, that specific thread, I don't know that we're going to pick up in a way that will completely satisfy you. Oh, but well, it, okay. it's no different than when any new creative team comes on. It has nothing, okay. to, do with, it has nothing to do with the Mephisto stuff. Um, okay. We, but we've all, we've all read that 
and mm-hmm. I think what we're doing will be true to those things. Um, okay. Mysterio happens to be a character that we came up with a pretty decent plan for at uh, the retreat that we just had. Um, oh, that's cool. So I I don't believe we'll be out and out contradicting anything. We're gonna we're gonna play we're gonna play fair. Okay. Um, Can you say which Mysterio you're using? No, I cannot. Ben, ben Riley. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ben Riley. <laughs> Underneath the fishbowl is Ben Riley. Yeah. You can't tell, but <laughs> you see a tuft of blonde hair all of a sudden. You're like, what the yeah. hell? That uh, Pete. I, I got to say, Peter and Todd did do a very nice job on that issue of yeah, that, uh, Friendly Neighborhood. That Jonah. That was one of my Peter favorite of that run. Yeah. All right, Spidey Do. If there's nothing else, yeah. we'll hit the the message board thread. All right. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. It's a, have you have you looked at it, Steve? It's intimidating. <laughs> All right. Uh, first one. This is the part where I sound like Larry King. We've got Sheriff of Coffee Town from Florida on the line. <laughs> he goes uh, to Steve. Not a lot of Spider-Man reprint trades are on the schedule for this year thus far. Will there be more forthcoming? Possibly an omnibus. Um, I have no idea about that stuff. <laughs> I I know we we just started putting together the first brand new day collection and figuring out what the uh, extras and stuff were going to be. In terms of stuff older than that, I just I'm I I just don't know. I don't I don't really okay. deal with the collection. Uh, uh, I would imagine. I mean, if if those omnibuses mm-hmm. are wor- working, um, I can't fathom yeah. that they would stop. I now. would. I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you'll see at least until the end yeah. of stand. I, I'm, I'm sure they'll come out. I mean, it's 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 a popular title, and it's got Spider-Man on it. Why what, why wouldn't they put it out? You know, <laughs> that's true. Spider-Man is popular, Brad. That's a uh, Spider-Man Marriage uh, writes, Mister Wacker, were you part of? The... Wait, look, his name that's is his Spider-Man title. Marriage. <laughs> Okay, let me guess what this question is going to be. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't hit on the uh, the marriage at all, but he goes, Mr. Wacker, were you part of the decision to make Spider-Man three times a week? And if so, how many people were in the idea, and what made you do this? Um, I was not. It was presented to me my first day, again, along with everything else. If I had been, I don't know what I would have done. Uh, uh, if I had known about that ahead of right. time. Um it was, I think it was something they've wanted to do a couple different times in the past. And the latest one, I think Joe just had it in his bonnet that they were frustrated that they couldn't get the yeah. satellite books, you know, the, the friendly neighborhoods. They couldn't get them consistently to to move at the same rate as the other ones as, as Amazing, because Amazing is right. always the official book. And, I, you know, I... I start that thread of conversation, and people always say, well, what about this great story in Peter Parker? What about this? And I, it's not to say there haven't been other good stories or even some issues of those books that sold better than Amazing, but as a general rule over any length of time, Amazing Spider-Man yeah. is the main book. And I think it should be the main book. It, it's the 1962 yeah. book. That, that's yeah. the one that's official. Um, so, you know, it's, it was both a business and a creative decision. Business-wise, it made sense to have a book circling at amazing number every month. It, it made sense to have three three books circling at those numbers, and creatively, it meant that you didn't have to have one book driving everything, and the other ones trying right. to fit in where they could. Uh, creatively, it's a lot easier to tell Spider-Man's story 
in one book that's continuing that same story. Like, do you think it would work with X-Men to have one uncanny book? Uh, I don't think those guys can pull anything (laughs) off like I do first. Uh, uh, Yeah, Yeah. I suppose it would. I mean, what do you mean, like, make uncanny? Because uncanny, generally, with the exception of Astonishing, and that sells because of the credit team, but you've got X-Force, you've got X-Factor. I mean, X-Factor works, but to have one driving X-Men team. Well, those you can yeah. probably do it for the main team. I think I think in those cases, though, you, yeah. those are different teams. So you can't jump from Cyclops' team to... I, I don't know yeah. the X-Men that well, so I'm going to betray my, my uh, ineptitude. But it, that's such a huge yeah. jump of character and motivation and team and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of hard to grab a hold of. With Spider-Man, it's... The one character, and we all yeah. know Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man Marriage's last question is, why do you want new villains only, and why are the writers not allowed to use the classic ones? Um, well, he's he's making a huge leap, mm-hmm. a huge assumption. I had said, let's not do new villain, let's not do the classic villain for the okay. first six months, um, so we could replenish the the world a little bit, uh, and not and not make right. an easy crutch. You know, I also felt like by by doing that, it made everyone has to try a little bit harder, and in, invest some some time into making these villains interesting. And whether or not we'll succeed at that remains to be seen. But at least the, right. the attempt is being made. You can always lean on the return of Doc Ock, part <laughs> one of six. Yeah. You know, and it'll get people excited. But it's it's a crutch, and we've seen it a right. million friggin' times. And vil- new villains are so hard, as you well know, just from reading com- comic books. I, th- I think the last one that um, stuck was Venom, and that was eight, 1988. I mean, that and Carnage. Those are the yeah. last two that really stuck around. You don't see Cardiac around that often. or uh, You don't see a lot of villains with like the crazy 90s exactly. spelling of things. Exactly. Cardiac was K. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess 88 and 80 and 90 were the last ones that stuck around. So, yeah, a lot of it is. I mean, a lot of it is Todd yeah. McFarlane drawing it. Uh, first of all, but my experience has been that a writer comes up with a new villain, and unless other writers and other titles start using them and sh- sharing them, they just don't stick around very long. And you've got to convince the other creators in your universe. Uh, to use these guys, or else they just they just locked down from Illinois. Says how much of the old classic Daily Bugle cast is returning, and is Billy Walters or Charlie Snow par- possibly part of those returns? I don't know who Charlie Snow is. Um, Boy, this is a, that's the kind of question <laughs> I want to breathe water around. For. Who is Charlie? Jr. <laughs> do you know who Charlie Snow is? Uh, vaguely. I mean, to be honest, I, he he was some kind of columnist okay. or. Uh, but, uh, no, it, uh, I mean, I heard the name, and, but, uh, uh, he was no Billy, Ben Urich. The big change of brand new day is that Charlie Snow has been fired. Everything else. And I think <laughs> Billy Walters was a friend of Ben Riley's back in the Clone Saga. Is that right? Okay. He lasted afterwards, though. He was around with, uh, Peter for a while, I think in the Peter Parker title. Yeah, he was, he was in between. He wasn't, he, Ben Riley, the only friend Ben Riley had was, well, the majority. We we're, we haven't seen those two characters yet, they're... but it doesn't mean they're not around. <laughs> and there's, oh. well, and Billy Walters is gone. He's 
he left. He oh, okay. left the book and left the title. What? Well, we Unless he came back off panel. Right, I guess the the gist of the question is, is the old Daily Bugle cast returning? And we've seen a lot of that in the first three. So. Yeah, we've seen we've seen Robbie, we've seen Betty, uh, mm-hmm. we've seen Jonah. <laughs> yeah, we've gone 45 plus years without seeing that, and we see it in your first couple issues, Steve. <laughs> I have not had a better day in comics than when McNiven sent that page in. I, I think every issue should start with him kissing somebody. You know, he kisses a hot chick on the first issue. Jonah in the second issue. I I I commend Dan for for just jumping feet first into that running joke. Um, uh, in terms of the other people at the bugle, I mean, yeah, they're all everyone's gonna gonna be be there. We're not purposely taking anyone out. We won't see them all. You know, every I'm issue. happy to see Betty Br- Betty Brant back. I think didn't I see Gloria? Gloria is back. Yeah, yeah, I saw her in the issue. I'm, I'm happy to see new blood back in the bugle. Yeah. Well, I, I got a question right quick. I'm just not thinking of that. Why does Marla look completely different than she usually does? Who? <laughs> she, Marla Jameson. Well, the uh, wife. Yeah. Jonah's wife. He, she looks different. The wife. Yeah. You know, you, you, she's kind of had an altering appearance. Like, for, at first, when we saw her, she's kind of older. Then, I, like, in the I, 90s, I, they made her, like, <laughs> super hot. <laughs> And then now she it was completely my 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 call. I found so much conflicting re- reference, and I, it was a situation where I had to get the artist going immediately, or we were going to fall behind. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, you know, we I, I hear what you're saying that that kind of thing just happens. It wasn't uh, it wasn't anything uh, planned. Yeah, yeah Mephisto did. You know. She's such a minor character, you know, I don't really have an image of what she looks like. She's been in and out so many few times. Well, that, you know, that's what I got back from, you know, like, Brevoort and, you know, the the writing team, too. Is that, you know, Everyone had the different yeah. memory of the Marla thing and, you know, what she look, looked like. And I I had to make that call. I knew it would, for some, for a certain segment of the readership, yeah. it would be an awkward decision. Um, but exactly. the comic came yeah. out. And she's going to be exactly. an important. She's going to be an important cool. player in the book. Uh, Dono Mark from Arkham Asylum or the Vault, whatever you prefer. Uh, which supervillain would you like to see woven into a terrific Spider-Man story? Oh, yeah. man, that's a great question. Or who's your favorite villain? Um, or... <laughs> uh, my favorite villain is probably Craven. No doubt, which makes it difficult. Um, <laughs> And it's all because mm-hmm. of that one st- story. Um, you got like three clones and sons. He's got yeah, a big no, family I mean, tree. That, you know, that, that, that Craven story uh, is just ama- amazing. I, has there nothing's leaping off the top of my head? Although I'm sure this is happening. Has Spidey fought um, Bullseye um, twice. Okay, just twice. Yeah, he's only he fought him in uh, like the '80s. With a Daredevil mm-hmm. crossover, and then he fought him once, and like one one written off issue with uh, during the Infamous reboot. Yeah, uh, I think it was issue five of Peter Parker. I'm pulling that out of my ass, but I would, um, I would certainly story. love to do that. You know, give give, yeah. give some space for that. He's on the Thunderbolts now with Venom and Green Goblin. He, he I remember yeah. a card coming at him on that Civil War cover where the Iron Suits all beat to hell, but I don't think he actually he actually didn't oh, fight right, him in the book. Right. I don't think. No, yeah, no, the that's... Thunderbolts never actually met him in there. It was the 
yeah, too stupid the, villains. Jack, Jack O'Lantern and somebody. Paste Pot Pete or something? <laughs> no, it was uh, the Jester. The okay. Jester. Yeah. The Jester. <laughs> People that could get their yeah. heads blown off by that, the Punisher. That villain sounds too close to a name like the Molester Jester. That would just be. <laughs> <laughs> that could that could really be bad. Lester Jester appearing in Spider Man three times a month. <laughs> uh, Donald Mark's wow. other question is: What supervillain do you think should or should not die? Uh, that's such a weird. How about ty- typeface? But <laughs> um, uh, I think Mister okay. Negative should not die. Because it would really <laughs> fuck up the rest of my year. <laughs> That's classic. Uh, also, Donald Mark's last question is, as an aspiring comic book artist and writer, what tips could you possibly give to help a poor schmuck like me get into the game? Uh, figure out which one you're yeah. best at, first of all. Uh, trying to come in at both uh, into a comp- company is very, very mm-hmm. dif- difficult. Um you know, f- focus on getting really good at this one thing. I, it's it's hard. You know, bringing into Marvel or any of the big com- companies, it's a little like trying to break <laughs> into the Yankees. They they hire very few pe- people yeah. off the street. Um, the thing that I have always loved about comics uh, is that anybody can do them, and it's it's even easy. Even it's easy it is to make movies now. It's still easier to make comics. And you can find people who can do the things that you can't, and you can mm-hmm. put out a comic book. And you can give me a comic book at a convention, or you can mail me a comic book, and I can actually look at what you can yeah. do on a page and see it immediately. And you realize that you're going to have millions of people now. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> we already do. <laughs> um, but, you know, actually making a comic book is so much different than talking about how good you right. could be making comic books. Because Mor- Morbius on the do. line is an aspiring comic book writer. His his dream is to be working at Marvel, doing a Morbius monthly book, I would imagine. <laughs> That's that story for you. <laughs> I, I, would, I, I, I think people have to prove that they're storytellers right. first and they can write. Because I, you know, I already know people who can, mm. who can do the job and who are pretty good at do, doing the job. I can call Dan Slott. I can call Peter David. And it's always funny to me that people don't, they try to break in just on the one company that they like or the one ca- character that they like. When when really there are outlets for you to create comic right. books and get them published and get people reading them, it's, it's yeah, I don't want to say it's easy because it's, it's still difficult, right. but it's possible. It's much more possible than sending something in cold to Marvel or DC Comics and right. getting an editor to read it. You know, like yeah. a script or some, some something. I've got a question for you relating to that. Uh, Ron Mars, when I asked him about, uh, you know, best ways to break into the industry, he said uh, one of his best pieces of advice was work on a webcomic. And I, I ran a webcomic for a while. And so I'm wondering, do you guys ever read webcomics? Is that something that uh, you ever look at, really? I do. I don't search them out um, um, only because there's only so much time in my day. Um, right. Um, but if one is, you know, if, if, if I, if I heard from Ron Mars, Hey, this webcomic's great. Check it out. Um, I would probably do, do it. I, I am more of a fan of something I can hold in my hand yeah. and read on a train. That's where I do most of my re- re- reading, but it's, <laughs> it certainly isn't un- unheard of. I've, 
I read the webcomics, the webcomics. And we'll wrap up the first part of our two-part interview with amazing Spider-Man editor Steve Wacker right about there. Now, we still have another hour of our conversation to go, and we'll finish up the rest of the message board questions in part two. And many thanks to the people from all over the globe who took time to visit the site and ask Steve so many great questions. Also, we want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, for supporting the show. They're accepting orders right now for books that will ship in May, so get those orders in as soon as possible. Again, that's MailOrderComics.com. I'm Brad Douglas, and thanks so much for listening to the show and visiting the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. <laughs>